Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. So are you ready for a little joke? I got a little thing here, a little positive. There's a positive farmer. Any farmers in the place? Good. A positive farmer and a negative farmer. When it would rain, the positive farmer would say, Lord, thank you for watering our crops. The negative farmer would say, yes, but if it keeps raining, it will rot the roots. When the sun came out, the positive farmer would say, thank you for giving our plants valuable nutrients. But the negative farmer would say, yes, but if it keeps burning, it will scorch all the plants. One day, they were bird hunting in a boat. The positive farmer had just got a new bird dog. And he was so proud of him. He shot a bird which fell into the water. And he said to the negative farmer, watch this. And the dog ran out of the boat, ran on top of the water, picked up the bird, ran back on top of the water, right into the boat. He asked the negative farmer, so what do you think? He says, well, as you'd have known it, that dog can't even swim. <laughs> oh, man, don't you have people around you like that, you know? They can't see the bright of life and... I tell you something, it, uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think we should make sure that we have a negativity fast in this church because I think negativity is overrated. Don't live in a negative spirit because it just doesn't work uh, in your life. And so um, for me, it's kind of the end of Cairo now. We're kind of in the holidays. Next week is, is, is you know, the Garrett's are here. And, and then, of course, we're into a new term. So this whole term being about Cairo, keeping your love on. Many of you have been in life groups. And, and, and what I'm trying to say is I want to say something about, of course, in my talk. But also I want to say this is not the end of Cairo. We have focused on it for a term, but the thing is, though, our lives are always focused on relationships. So we've got to make sure we keep going in relationships. And I want to encourage you, when you start, start a life group, keep going with the life group. Not only that, if you haven't got a life group, make sure you're in a life group. Or if you want to start one, talk to Rick and we start a life group. Because we want everybody to be somehow connected in a life group because it's good for you. It helps you. It helps you to grow accountability, encouragement, support. Many of you in life have felt really supported in times of trouble uh, from the people in your life group. So I just want to encourage you to do so, and then it's all good. Now, I'd like to read some scripture. I love scripture, uh, and I want you to stand right now because we're going to read a beautiful thing in... Um, Catherine, could I have that water over there? We're going to have a wonderful um, scripture we're going to read together out loud. Amazing. There we go, all together, right? I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Are you right? <laughs> Woo, man. And the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the nature flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. May the Lord bless this word in Jesus' name. You may be seated. What a powerful, incredible scripture this is. And we see here this battle that is raging between our new creation spirit, the God life that he's put inside of us when we become born again and Christian, a new creation in God, a new life in God and the flesh. But I suggest there's three things that kind of bother us in this life. Now, the flesh is everything in your, in your like flesh, the actual flesh, your, actually your body that has lust and, and desires and stuff. It's also the soul realm, which has not been completely redeemed yet. It's being renewed and you're doing good uh, working on that. But the thing is, though, our spirit, of course, has been renewed. The old spirit, your old self in the spirit has been cut out through Jesus Christ when you become a Christian. And then, of course, the new spirit of God that is united with God himself is now cocooned in there. There can be no sin. You're perfect. You're righteous. You're holy forever. That's the real you. But the thing is, though, what's happening around you in the, in the flesh and also the, the, the three things. One is the flesh, the thing going on. Then you got uh, the world, the stuff of the world coming at us, like TV and ideas and thoughts and whatever. And, of course, there's the enemy. There's the demons and there's the enemy and stuff like this who bother us uh, in this life. Now, all these things actually affect the way we think and the way we behave. And so there's a continual choice that we are invited to make, either to live by the Spirit, like I said here, welcome back, or to live by the flesh, Spirit and flesh in our lives. It's very simple. It's like this. You either live by the Spirit and you see life in your life, or you live by the flesh and you see death come into your life. By the flesh, I mean also selfishness that is inherently there. There's some unrenewed mind. There's stuff of the body. There's stuff of the ego. Anybody got an ego? If you're married, you know you have an ego because the partner will tell you, are you friends? There's an ego. We all have egos in our life. So there is a continual choice to make between the God life and the self life. Now, I don't mean the self life like I said, I explained it before. The self life is not the new creation life. We talked about this before. There is also a new self that you've got, but that's, that, that's who you really are. But I'm talking about the self life that the Bible talks about here, which is outside of that. It's like your selfishness. It's like your ego. It's like your pride. It's some of the things that are going on in your mind, in your body that's not been renewed yet by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So the whole life is about yielding to either way, right? And so the question that you and I have to live by every day is like, what are we going to yield to? Are we going to yield to the the God life? Are we going to be walking by the Holy Spirit that he's put inside of us, this new creation life attached to God? Or are we going to live in the flesh, Are we going to live in the flesh, in our pride, our ego, and the things that we have into our lives? Either affects our lives. Of course, most of us would live in some kind of a um, combination of both as we grow in our Christian life. Galatians 5 in the Passion Translation says this. Look at this, how beautiful. As you yield, everybody say yield. 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 Beautiful word, isn't it? Yield. As you yield freely and fully, to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will then abandon the cravings of your self-life. 
For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living freely within you. See, the thing is, though, you are born again. You've got a beautiful spirit inside of you. But it's going to be World War III if you are living completely in the flesh at the same time. And you're going to give in to this flesh and to your selfishness and to, to ego and to all these things and the demons and the devil. All this stuff in your life. When you choose to live that way, yes, there's this beautiful thing inside of you of the Holy Spirit. But how many of us know, and we've all been part of this, that sometimes we choose this. And then death comes into our lives, even though we are new creations in Christ. And God wants us to live in this place of the Holy Spirit, to live through the power of the Holy Spirit and not the cravings of the things because they hinder our freedom. I tell you something, I, when, I, when I meet people, and of course we meet a lot of people uh, all the time, you, you know what's going on. Well, you don't know exactly what's going on, but you know something's going on. You know where somebody is a free person because the Holy Spirit has freedom to do whatever they like. And there's not many obstacles because they haven't really given in to any kind of fleshly things and pride and some of the things is not as bad anymore. You know what I mean? They're like pretty good. They're awesome people just yield to the Holy Spirit. And they are beautiful people. They have no aggro and it's like, it's just beautiful. But then you got people, even Christians, you know, come here and they have this, 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 it's almost like a double life, you know? There's this anger and these reactions and this dissent, all the stuff going on. And I thought, oh man, you must be hard to live with yourself, you know? I don't want to live in your mind, you know? It's going to be so hard to live in your mind like this. Yield to the Holy Spirit, offend the Holy Spirit. You offend the Holy Spirit. Because of course you offend the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be free. He given, Jesus gave his life for you, for freedom. Let's not go to the flesh anymore. Let's just choose for God all the time. Let's not hinder the living life that he has for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't be too quiet, please. And the Holy Spirit's intention, look at this, opposite now. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings. He's got some cravings for you. Isn't it amazing? The Holy Spirit in you. He loves you so much. Cravings uh, hinder your old self-life from dominating you. Again, this is not the new creation life because you die to that life. I'm talking about this life that is in your brain, that is in your flesh, that's something like that. Yeah, okay, just make sure because some of you have not really been part of that. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and your new creation life of the Holy Spirit. Now, is that clear? Okay, it's clear in the Bible here. So it's very clear. Then it's important that we, it says here, when we start to freely and fully start yielding to the Holy Spirit, then you start abandoning the things of the flesh. See, the thing is, though, your flesh would like to eat a lot more. It's not good enough for you to eat more. And the thing is, though, when we choose to eat really bad and really a lot, your flesh says, I love this, but you know the Holy Spirit says, don't do it, it's going to kill you. Some of you in this room are, are sick because of what you put into your body. And God says, don't do it. That's what he's talking about here. What about the sex life? The body's got urges, it's kind of neutral. But you can either honor God with your sex life for who you are as a new creation and keep it within marriage, man and woman, and they live that way and have abundant sex and do whatever you like. Or... You go outside of marriage, before marriage, after marriage, and you start mucking up your life, and we see it all the time, and I'm a bit sick of it, to be honest with you, because I've, we, Catherine, I've got to pick up the pieces the whole time. <laughs> I was going to say something, what Catherine said, but I won't say that, because it'd be too rude, because we're on TV here. <laughs> don't, for men, don't, <laughs> no, sorry, <clears throat> come to my men's seminar next week. Don't follow it. 
That's, that's a nice way of saying what you meant, but that's, like, that's nice thing to say. Don't follow it. Don't follow your urges. Your body wants to have sex all the time. It's true. It's just made for that. You know what I mean? But we have to make sure that we don't live according to the flesh. We live according to the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit then guides us and says no to that and yes to this. It's not that difficult. Now, it is difficult in the sense of you've got to make choices. But the thing is, though, and tell you, whoo, got to be careful. Too much sugar, man, you get into trouble. Too much sugar in your life, you put all the stuff in your life. Sugar, love it. My body loves sugar. Most of us are addicted. Caffeine. I won't go there because some of you just feel like that. I gave, I gave caffeine up years ago, like, like over 15 years, 18 years ago now. You don't need caffeine. It's the most legal drug in the world. You don't need it. But the thing is, though, your body, if you're addicted to it, you do need it. <laughs> because that's just you're addicted to the thing. I'm telling you, you don't need it. But the thing is, though, your body says, I do need it. So what are you going to do? It's pretty challenging. It's not an easy message today. I thought maybe in the middle of the whole school holidays I could do an easy message. <coughs> Excuse me, a hard message. Woo. You know, that's why it's so important to stay in prayer. That's why it's so important to stay in the Holy Spirit and praise and worship, speaking in tongues. If you speak in tongues, make sure you speak in tongues a lot. You've got to stay in that space of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, if you don't, the whole flesh starts to happen because the urges come. Eating, whatever, you know, we talked about some things now. Those urges come, you've got to stop those things. I'll put it in the right path anyway. You know what I mean? Stay in the Holy Spirit. Stay loving Jesus. That's why I have communion every morning. The reason why I have it is because I love Jesus and I want my first meal to be with him every day. I had it this morning again. It's been three years now. Every day I have, oh, it's my, I just love him so much. I go outside, I just love you, Jesus. And it's just, you're so wonderful in my life. Anyway, all this stuff. And then, and then, and then what I do, because I start my day right I start my day with him. You start your day in the Holy Spirit because I know it's going to be thrown at me during the week, right? All of us have this in our life. And we've got all these choices to make, right? When we go into our world, into our job, into whatever we go to, we've got all these choices to make. But I tell you, if you say, Jesus, you be the Lord of my life today. I surrender to you. Your God life, your Holy Spirit is guiding me, strengthening me. I want to live from your place in Jesus' name. I tell you, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to say no to the things of this world, say no to the little devils who come and bother you. Verse 18, but when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the denomination of the law, but you'll be soaring above it. Isn't that wonderful? The power, the full measure of the spirit of grace. It so empowers the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography. He didn't know pornography was in the Bible, right? It is. Look right here. <laughs> Chasing after things. And look at this, guys. Look at this. Find yourself here. Look at this. Look at this. And I know it's not easy, guys, but it's in the Bible, so why don't we talk about it? I'm not going to have only easy messages, you know. I'm going to pre preach the Bible because it's going to set us free. It's going to help us into freedom, right? Okay, good. Okay, here we go. The cravings of the self-life obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God. Manipulating others. <laughs> Hatred of those who get in your way. Ah, <laughs> oh, Brian, you did very well, this whole thing. Senseless arguments. Resentment when others are favored. Temper tantrums. <laughs> hey, I, I, have, I have those. I have temper tantrums in my life. <laughs> Catherine, don't look at me. Angry quarrels. Only, th look, 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 look. Only thinking about of yourself. Being in love with your own opinions. Come on, we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Who is not in love with their own opinions? 
Am I, Catherine and me, are we the only ones? And Gilbert, thank you, Jesus. We're, at least we are spiritual enough to say yes to our misconduct. Being envious of the blessings of others, murder, ooh, there's a big one in there, uh, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I, haven't I already warned you that those who use this freedom and the Holy Spirit for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? See, we need to live according to the fullness of the Spirit of grace. The spirit of grace is actually an empowering spirit. It empowers you to say no. Everybody say no. no. That's a good thing to know in this whole thing of no, right? The flesh. It's a good thing to know that word when you learn it when you're two years old. No. That's why God gave it to you when you're two years old for later in life. No. <laughs> no. Right? The power of God, the freedom of God is so powerful that the spirit of grace will help you to say no. And then we can live above the law because the law was made for things, you know, to kind of keep intact. If you live in love, love does not sin. Perfect love will never sin. You are above the law. There is no law against love. Love fulfills the law. There's no law. Living in love is amazing. That's what God wants us, to live in that law, to soar above it all, to soar above the cravings of our lustful flesh, if you like, to soar about the cravings of your ego, to soar about the cravings of the things that we so easily do. This is what God desires for us. And he warns us. He says, if you don't do this, you will not experience and enjoy the kingdom of God. This is not about a salvation issue. This is an issue about you will not live the kingdom life. I tell you, there's so many of us even in this house right now sitting here. I suggest all of you, all of us, all of you watching, all of us have experienced disaster when we choose to go after the flesh. Disaster. And it's so bad that God says, I don't want you to live this way. It is so, such a high cost to this. It will hurt you so much. There's people in this room because of decisions you've made, you've lost your marriage, maybe even two marriages. There's things that you've done, you've lost your health because of choices you've made. You've lost your money because of choices you made out of greed or whatever, stuff like that. <clears throat> whatever relationship. Whatever in our lives. And God says, I don't want you because I have the, 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 the abundant life. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen? And so he doesn't want that stuff in our life because he knows it's going to hurt us. It's not worth it. Say to your neighbor, it's not worth it. It is not worth it, guys. It is not worth it. To yield to the flesh, to yield to those demands, to yield to the ego, it is not worth it because it will trip you up and most of us will testify about this. Verse 22, but the fruit, here we go, produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. In all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. When you li live in the love of God, Jesus said, a new thing I give you, one commandment, to love one another as I loved you. I tell you, you do that, amazing. We've just had a whole thing of Kylo, keep your love on. That is the expression of love, is the love that God has poured out into our hearts by his Holy Spirit. He's made it even easier for us. He could have also said, I'm not going to put my spirit in you at all. Just figure it out, love without my spirit. But he's not like this. He says, I'll help you. I'll put my spirit inside of you. It's a spirit of perfect love. And we start living through that word of perfect love. It's amazing what starts happening in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen.
God bless you. So there's the cost to this kind of life. Thanks, Jared. It is not automatic. It is a choice that we, you and I, have to make every day. And this is what I wrote down. It is daily sacrificing our self-life on the altar of the God life. I'll say it again. We need to daily sacrifice our self-life on the altar of the God life. Jesus talked about this in Luke 9. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. I love this in the Passion Translation. He said to his followers, if you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely. Embrace my cross as your own and surrender to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up of your lives for my glory, you will embark on this amazing discovery of more and more of true life. The life of God in your life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will lose whatever you're trying to keep. To daily deny ourselves those urges of the flesh. To live in the fullness of what the cross gave to us. Jesus gave his life. His death gave us life. And so this beautiful verse about denying ourselves, taking up his cross, cross daily, is the cross life. It's the most beautiful life. Because the cross life is the love life. Surrender to his ways. That's why I love communion. We're going to celebrate it at the end. You know why I love communion so much? Because it exchanged life. Every day I give my broken life to him. I, to my children, all you guys, maybe some of you are not broken, but I'll just include you anyway. All of you, pray for you, all of you, particularly the ones who have cancer, I all pray for you every day. Peter, every day. And it's gone anyway, it's gone now. Uh, and the thing is, though, I pray for you, all of you. And the thing is, though, because I know that communion is not just a nice idea. There's an exchange of power. There's an exchange of substance. And so I receive the substance of Christ, his fullness of life, and I give him my brokenness. That's why I do it every day, one of the main reasons. And so we're going to do it today so we can exchange the brokenness. There's power. There's power in the blood. There's power in his body that was broken for us. Amen? Amen. Very, very powerful. Self-sacrifice. More and more of the life of God. Too many of us have experienced the pain in life when we, like Sinatra, do it my way. And we've got to stop it. Because actually it's not life-giving at all. It always brings us into troubled waters, following our ego, making mistakes. It's so hard. But it's so easy to let go of, of our ego, isn't it? So hard to give, to sacrifice the self every day. To choose to live the God life every day. There's a sacrifice every day that we have to make. Amen? To lay down our lives for each other, like we talked about through the Kylo series. To honor one another, one another above ourselves. To put others first. It's a sacrifice. That means I'm not first, they are first. That's a sacrifice, right? But I tell you, there's so much life in this. Paul talks about it in Corinthians. He says this about love. He says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I use this every wedding I do, I use this scripture. Because that's the God life. The God life to live together in harmony as a, as a, as a, as a wedded couple is to live the God life like this. It's hard to be patient. One of my staff came uh, this week to me. He says, oh, yeah, I want to go into a meeting, but I have this I patience, so hard for the patience, you know. I need patience in my life, you know, because I want to go in there right now. It's a sacrifice. Little things every day. The biggest one I always tell is, is record of no wrong. It's one of the biggest sacrifices you will ever make in your life. It's also the most powerful one. I tell you, most of the marriages that fail, that we have to counsel Catherine and I, this is the root of that. They will not forgive the past. They will not forgive the past. I have news for you. The past is the past. And the thing is that as we talked about the whole culture of honor, that we celebrate people who, for who they are and not stumble over who they are not. That is a very, very important thing because we can people, keep people prisoner for their whole life. I hear it all the time, both ways. Yes, but he did that 20 years ago. So what? What did you do 20 years ago? The thing is that we have to let go. I know it's a sacrifice. you got to forgive. Jesus says, forgive as I have forgiven you. We cannot hold on to those things any longer. Because you hold them prison and you hold yourself prison and you will ruin your marriage or relationship or whatever it is. But to humble himself, to sacrifice my own self, I said, okay, happened. Mistake. I make mistakes. Let's move to the future. I wrote this down here. I said, sacrifice the past to benefit the future. Very important in all our relationship, particularly in marriage. See, real love will sacrifice. Actually, you cannot love without sacrifice. There's nothing. Love is always sacrifice. Even an even a eye, sacrifice, because you sacrifice the moment. Everything is sacrifice. Actually, whole of life is sacrifice. Getting out of bed, sacrifice. You've got to put arm, brush your teeth, sacrifice. Your hand got to do what you have to do. I mean, you know, everything is sacrifice. Everything in the end is sacrifice. But the thing is, though, I'm talking really about the love sacrifice. And sacrificial love is really hard. I want to talk about almost done. I want to talk about the whole marriage thing. Because the marriage is so important. I love my wife. It's very important. Now, marriage is more the most glorious thing that there is. But marriage is also the most painful experience on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and all the married people said... Unless you didn't say that, then, then I'll talk to you how you did this. But the thing is, though, you must be a blimmer perfect. The thing is, though, marriage is wonderful. There's a lot of benefits, right? I mean, cuddles and together working, money pool and cuddles. And I already said cuddles, darling. Um, sex. You mean sex. Yeah. Anyway, so, so get together and, and support and love. And it's, all, it's all good, right? But you also got to sleep in the same bed. They didn't, say, they didn't tell me that. I know for cuddles, but what about all the other stuff that you do in bed? What about the snoring and the snorting and the farting and the bubbling and the gross, all that stuff? Right? It's all there. I'll tell you, we have to sacrifice to live together. We've got to sacrifice. I mean, I do all those things. Catherine never does any of that stuff, but I do. And so she has to sacrifice her life with me, right? I tell you, marriage is the best thing to kill your selfishness. The best thing. That's why God made it, probably. It's the most glorious thing, too. But it's also the hardest thing in life because you are faced with your own selfishness and your own ego. And God starts to kind of do this stuff, you know. And hopefully after 30 years, it's a bit better. Now we're learning still, you know. We still fight at times, you know. Because it's still the ego's there. We're still learning. We're still learning to give our lives and lay my life down for my wife. The Bible says that Christ laid his, his life down. The guys laid life down for the wife. And the other way around too. We lay life down, but it's hard. 
It's a sacrifice. Every day I got a sacrifice. It's hard, but it's also glorious. At the same time, we live in this thing all the time. And then the, and then the kids come. <laughs> My wife, she was pregnant, of course, obviously with the kids, for four times, for four blimmin' years. Four times, nine months, she was sick as a dog every day. Now, they say the best children, of course, that's why we have some amazing children. You know, the best children come out of that because it's a hormonal thing and blah, 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 blah. And they say, actually, the more sick you are, actually, the better the kids are. Anyway, whatever. But the thing is, though, what I'm saying, she says, well, she, she had to suffer for four years of her life. But it's most glorious to have these children, right? But it's a sacrifice. And then the children come out of, out of her, right? And then the bed, and then, where's my sleep gone? I have to get out of bed. You go, I go, you go, yeah, I go. For months, you know, you don't sleep. You know? I mean, how, how much fun is that? But the thing is, though, it's hard, right? It's a sacrifice to have children. And then where's the money gone? Where's the money gone? Where's all these children, you know? All the money gone. So all the money is gone. And then you think, like, okay, the kids are going to grow older, you know, and the money's going to be there. And all the, all, I got four living in my home. Do you think I've got less money or more money? Less money. Where's my money going? You know? I mean, it's hard. It's a sacrifice to have a family. It's a sacrifice to get married. But it's the best antidote against your selfishness. Amen? It's the best antidote against your selfishness. And God loves it like this. Man, just little things like in the bed, even last night again. It's a Catholic. you want to sleep. I said, I want to read. And, of course, I had prepared this message. So I thought, oh, my, I can't do this, of course. My life is not terrible. It's like saying, you know, stuff you, you know. And so I said, I want to read. I'm not tired. She wants to, I've got to preach this afternoon, you know, tonight. And she says, I'm tired after the whole day or whatever. You had a little sleep in the afternoon, which I did. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, so, so I keep my light. She's a night person. I'm a morning person. So, I, so mostly I said, hey, can I please turn on the light? This does the other way around this time. But the thing is, though, I'm a, I'm a evening person, the morning person. I want the light off, please. I can't sleep. She says, no, no, I'm doing something else. I want my light on. So sacrifice. Otherwise, World War III all the time, right? Anyway, it's all good. Lay your lives down for our friends. Greatest love. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. I love it in the Passion. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. Beautiful, isn't it? And, the great, and this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. That's because we celebrate today. Jesus sacrificed his life. I'm not talking about Jesus, just a guy. I'm talking about God. The Word made flesh, the great I am, sacrificed his life. What a great, great model to follow in our ways. So if the band come up, please, and place quietly. So the thing is, though, we have a choice to make in our lives. It's really hard sometimes. Some, some people, you know, it's really hard for years to sacrifice Maybe one of your spouses is sick, sacrifice. Walked away, sacrifice. It's hard. It's sacrifice. I want to say today, I felt I was praying for this today. I really felt two things. One, I felt that there's people here, and of course probably all of us, um, who've made a mistake in the past. And you've actually gone the flesh way, and you've bared the consequences, borne the consequences. And I want to say that God says to you that he loves you. And he's seen, he's seen it all. He didn't want that to happen to you, with you. He didn't want you to make that choice, but you did. And God wants to just love you. Just love you. Love on you. And say, yes, there's some consequences to those things, but he says, I love you. I've already forgiven you. 
the lamb was slain even before the foundation of the world for you. You're forgiven. That's not the issue. The issue is he wants to love you out of that. He wants you to pull yourself back into the God life. He wants to minister to you. He wants to restore you. He wants to strengthen you. And also I felt some of you want to actually go and do something stupid. I felt some of you are thinking about certain choices. And God wants to say, don't do it. Or he also wants to say, just to encourage you to stay, to stay in the spirit. And to make sure if there's a strong, big things you want to say or something that you're reacting to or something that's been whatever, make sure you pray. You stay in this place of the Holy Spirit. Maybe talk to some friends about it. Pray together. Because the consequences could be really dire, really hard. And maybe even for the rest of your life. So be careful. Be careful for the choices that you make in this life because they will bring life or death into your life. Amen? And we need to captivate those thoughts. Some of you are still battered by thoughts. I love the scripture and it says, it says that we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Some of you have got to start fighting even for yourself. Is that I'm no longer going to be subject to this kind of thoughts in my life. It's not who I am. It's either the devil or my selfishness, whatever going on. I don't want it anymore. I'm going to say no. I'm going to take captive, make it obedient to God's love and to his perfection. And say no. Some of you are going to start, for, start fighting for your family. Some of you start fighting for your businesses. Some of you start fighting for your health. Some of you start fighting for other relationships or whatever. Start fighting. Start fighting. Don't let things just happen to you. Even if you've contributed to it, like painfully. Start, stay in the Holy Spirit. Have communion. Stay in the spirit of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And see what happens in your life. I want you all to stand right now. And we're going to make it practical right now. And then we're going to sing that song. And the song and, and the communion is going to be just amazing. I want to make it practical right now. I know we're out of time, but I really want to do this because it's so spun. Right now, we're going to make choices because I don't want you to come here and just hear a nice little talk and then go home again or whatever. I want us to change. I want us to leave behind some things that have tripped us off for too long. And I want you to adopt the things of God in your life, whatever this may mean in your life. And there's a great, great scripture here in Colossians 3, and I'm going to pray this over you. And then there's a blessing at the end, living as Christ. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly, fleshly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Okay, here we go to work right now. Put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, that flesh thing, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, Idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of things, things like anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self with its practices. You've put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. We're going to put to death. We're going to take off the things that you're thinking about right now. Even one thing, guys. Even one thing. Verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. Hey, we've got to put on here now. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If, another, if any of you 
has a grievance against someone. I'll talk about this. This is a big one. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these things, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect harmony, perfect unity. Put on love. Kylo, keep your love on. Let's put on love like a jacket. Put on. Clothe ourselves with the love of God. Let the uh, perfect unity. And now there's a blessing. Receive this blessing. And now let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Sing it to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. In Jesus' name. Did you receive that? You know, it's amazing, you know, it's amazing that sacrifice always brings life. Any sacrifice always brings life. The, the, the right sacrifice, I mean, and the love, you know, brings life. Jesus, for the joy set before him, sacrificed his life, surrendered to, to and, and endured the cross and came out on the other end, the resurrection. Sacrifice is very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. And today, we're going to receive and we're going to celebrate the sacrifice that Christ has given to us. Sacrifice His life for us.